All right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and this week was yet another lost week in what is nearly a lost season as the Yankees are just 41-39 and through 80 games. They lose two out of three to the Angels at home after being swept in Boston. They get rained out on Thursday night, so an off day there that was unexpected, and now they play the Mets this weekend in the Subway Series, nine games to go in the first half of this season, even though the season will be halfway over after their next game. Their next game will be their 81st of the season. They are nine games back in the division, five and a half games back in the wild card, and they are pretty much on the brink of not having a season. They've fucked around for long enough, for three months to be exact, and now they're at the point where they can't fuck around anymore. So this is it for the Yankees here. These nine games, if they go badly, then hey, you can watch the Home Run Derby, the All-Star break, and say goodbye to the 2021 baseball season for the Yankees. If they somehow do manage to beat the Mets this weekend, do well against the Mariners in Seattle, do do well against the Astros in Houston, And then they get you to the all-star break, and after that, they'll play eight out of their first 10 games against the Red Sox. They'll play two against the Phillies, three against the Rays. You'll have a good idea. The the latest we'll know about this Yankees team is July 29th. So on July 29th, you'll either know if there's a reason to watch in August and September, or if you can enjoy the last four or five weeks of summer before Labor Day and start to get ready uh, for football season and then uh, hockey season not a month after that. So there could be anywhere from a week left in this Yankee season to a month to the rest of the season. We'll know we'll know that shortly here. They are on the brink of ruining the season. They have pushed it to the limit. They cannot go any farther with the losing. They cannot afford, if they were to get swept against the Mets this weekend, then that's, that'll be it. The Rays are playing the Blue Jays. The Red Sox are playing at Oakland. So a, t- a tough matchup there for the Rays, a tough matchup for the Red Sox. The only problem is someone has to win between the Blue Jays and Rays. They're both ahead of the Yankees, so the Yankees, aren't even if they win, aren't going to be able to make up ground on someone. So that's where you get into why this is such a big issue of them being so bad in the division at 5-8 and eight against the Rays, 0-6 oh against the Red Sox, 6-6 six and six against the Blue Jays, is because they've played a lot of division games. And when you've played a lot and you've lost a lot, there's not a lot of chance to make up ground against the teams ahead of you, and the Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox are all ahead of them in the division. And then you go to the wild card standings, and the Yankees are behind Toronto, Seattle, Cleveland, just to be on the bubble, and then Oakland and Tampa hold the actual wild card spots. A lot of teams to jump. It's going to take a lot of wins. It's going to take a miraculous 82 games to finish the season, really, because for as bad as they've been, they need to be the complete opposite team. They need to win at like a 700 clip from here on out. And I don't know that they can do that. I don't I don't think they can do that. You look at this rotation. It's a disaster. Scumbag Domingo Herman sucks. He went three innings the other night. He was given seven runs of support in the first inning, pitched only three innings, allowed three runs, seven base runners. The night before that, Jamison Tyone, who's been the worst in this rotation, a guy Brian Cashman was called a genius for trading for with his mid-five ERA, is on pace to give up 40 home runs over 200 innings, which he would never even come close to getting. But he was given... 10 runs of support while he's pitching. The Yankees scored 11 runs in the game, their season high, and he couldn't even get through six innings, allowing three more home runs. The night before that, Michael King puts the Yankees in another first inning hole the way he always does, and he sucked too. And after the game, they asked King why he sucks in the first inning, (laughs) and he gave, I think, maybe the most ridiculous answer I've ever heard in a post-game press conference, and I watch every one of Aaron Boone's post-game press conferences, so every night I'm hearing ridiculous answers. But King was asked why he sucks in the first inning, and he said, I like to set guys up for their second and third at-bats. What the fuck are you talking about? 
you're willing to give up hits, give up runs early in the game so that you may be able to get the guy out later in the game? (laughs) How does that make any sense? It's the worst answer ever. What's even funnier about it, well, not funny, but more infuriating, is that he talks about the second and third at-bats. The Yankees don't let him see a lineup three times. So what is he talking about? What an idiot. And or, Or the Yankees have told him like that mentality. I don't know where he got that from. But the fact that he thinks that giving up hits and runs in the first inning is okay so he can get out later, I, I have no idea. I'm at a loss, but it's not surprising to come from someone on this team when their manager talked on Monday about how the season's on the line. Then they scored three runs and lost. They win the next night to end their four-game losing streak. And the next night, I guess the season was no longer on the line because he gave Aaron Judge and Gio Urshela the night off. They have they score seven runs in the first inning. Chase Shohei Otani in the first inning. Take him out of the game as the pitcher. Take him out of the lineup. The Angels' best hitter. They have a seven-run first. And they lose the game. They had a four-run lead in the ninth and they lose. Because Araldis Chapman's fucking awful. Ever since the crackdown on foreign substances, he is terrible. He has no idea where the ball's going, walks everyone, gives up a first-pitch grand slam to a left-handed batter, and then Lucas Lickie comes in and just adds in another three runs. I can't believe what's going on with this team. Well, actually, I can because I've watched them for three months now, but I can't in the sense of what the expectations were. And don't forget the expectations were this team was the preseason favorite for the American League. Over the Rays and the White Sox and the Astros and the A's and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. And now the Indians and Mariners who they're behind. (laughs) This team was supposed to go to the World Series. And then again, I guess they've been supposedly trying to get there for 12 years and can't fucking get close. And the one time they did get close, they (laughs) moved on from that manager. Because they said he was too tense. And his personality was too tense. And you can't have that Game 7 mentality every night. Oh no, we don't want the Yankees to to try to win every game. So we'll hire the happy-go-lucky Southern California guy who's never won a fucking thing in his life, who accepts losing, who doesn't care when the Yankees lose, who talks about how things are great and they'll turn around and tomorrow's another day, and now this team just believes him. They couldn't have picked a better guy to make losing okay because this team likes to lose. He's okay with it. They keep losing. That's what you get. A team that's 41 and 39, two games over 500, 80 games through the season. If I hear Aaron Boone say one more fucking time that this team is going to hit, they will do it. They will turn it around. When? There's no more turns left. You're on the fucking straightaway here. This is it. There's no more turns to go. This is who you are. You're an average team through 80 games. Unless they have, like I said, a miraculous finish here, 82 games of like 700 baseball, this is fucking over. The division, let's not kid ourselves, eight games in the loss column, nine overall, because the Red Sox have won seven straight and the Yankees gave them three of those seven. So seven straight there, five and a half back of a wild card spot. Think right now, if the Yankees were to get the second wildcard spot, they're going on the road, they're wasting Garrett Cole, and then they're going into a division series against, I don't know, Boston or Tampa, and then or the White Sox or the A's or the 
uh, <laughs> or the Astros without their number one starter. And at, and then they don't really have a two right now. Luis Severino's hurt. Corey Kluber's hurt. Crooked number Montgomery is like their number two. So Jordan Montgomery's number two starter. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Why do I even care? Why am I even watching this? The more I break it down, it, the more ridiculous it sounds. Best case scenario is they go on the road in the wildcard game, use Cole win, and then they go face one of the better teams in the league as Montgomery is their number game one starter and Cole pitches like game three or four if they even get to game four. That's that's what we're all hoping for right now. <laughs> that's That's sad. That's really sad. Four years ago, this team was a game away from the World Series. Had two cracks at winning one game, didn't get it done, have never gotten close again. In 2019, yeah, they lost in six games. It wasn't close. It wasn't close. What, what were they going to do? If they won game six and game seven, they were going to face Cole in Houston, get fucking probably a no hit or a complete game shutout. And then let's say somehow they won. Do you think they were beating the Nationals? Do you think they were beating Scherzer and Strasburg, Corbin? That lineup, which would have just Juan Soto at Yankee Stadium in the World Series. Are you kidding yourselves? They weren't close. They certainly weren't close in 18 when they got run out of their own building. And then, of course, last year, what? They were running on fumes to get through the ALDS. They were never getting through the next round, and they were never winning the next round after that. They're not close. Aaron Boone, after each postseason loss, has said how this team is close to getting over the hump. No, you're not. You're not fucking close. You may play in the same league as these other teams that have won, but you're not close to them. You're not fucking close. The only thing they're close to right now is having their season over, where they'll be playing out a string in front of no one. No one. With fans allowed in the building, no one will be going. And no one's going right now when fans are allowed in. So when this thing really gets out of control, if it does, no one will be there. Every day I get an email from the Yankees with a ticket offer. Buy one, get one free. Subway Series tickets start at $30. Subway Series tickets, $30? I remember going 10 years ago, $30? That was not getting you fucking close to getting into the stadium. No one wants to watch this team. Most people haven't don't anymore. The majority of people that I talk to about the Yankees, who like the Yankees, who watch every game normally, they don't like them. They love them. They're they're not interested, or they're saying that what are you doing still watching? Like this coming week, they're going to be in Seattle, and the game started at ten o'clock. I'm going to stay up till ten o'clock. Game's gonna end at like one thirty in the morning, and then then our our nine month old's gonna get up like three four hours later. Why am I gonna do that? I'm going to, but it's like why? Yankees fans need help, or the ones at least that are still interested in this team and think they can turn it around. And then Friday, I keep to the city and Yankees thoughts from this past series and this past week. I joked how I I feel like Rudy's scout team member who who tells him that he's under the delusion that he may get a chance to run out of that tunnel one day. And that's how I feel. I feel like delusional that I think that this team can turn it around. And maybe I don't think it, but I want them to because I don't want a lost season and a lost summer. That's not fun. (laughs) 
I don't want to wait until next April again to start watching meaningful baseball. That sucks. And the only way to not have that happen is for them to turn it around. They have 82 games to do it. And I'm still watching. Still watched through the OC when Marissa Cooper left. Still watched, for the most part, the office after Michael Scott left. So I'm still watching, but I I don't know how much longer I can say I'll be doing that. These nine games before the All-Star break, the Yankees, they have to win seven of them. I mean, you take six, you'll take six and three, but still that's not great because you add in the Angels series, it means they've gone seven and five over 12. Yes, it's a winning record. They can't just win now. They have to win at an exorbitant rate. So to go seven and five is really not acceptable. So you're looking at seven and two here against the Mets, the Mariners, the Astros. They never beat the Astros in Houston. The Mariners have a better record than them. And the Mets, I mean, Yankees Mets seem to, at least over the last few years, always end up like three and three against each other. So I don't know how they're getting to those seven wins in nine games. Maybe they'll just be awful here and it'll take the whole second half out of the equation. So those eight out of 10 games against the Red Sox to start the second half won't even matter because of what happens these next nine games. But this is it here. If they go five and four, four and five, yeah, sure, they'll still technically be alive. If they go seven and two, you could start to think, okay, these games against Boston are huge. But three and six or worse here, this that's it. Pack it up. Pack it up and, and see opening day next year because there's no way anyone should fucking sit around, waste their time watching this team, waste some money going to a game invest any more time effort money into this team if they have a bad nine games here just don't do it don't do it that's how close the season is to being over it could be over by next week it could be over this weekend if they have a bad weekend here against the Mets like if they were to get swept by the Mets I mean the division's over so if they were to have a bad weekend here and Boston has a good weekend it'll really be over but it's over now the Yankees are in a bad spot here because Boston's playing Oakland they trail Oakland for the second spot in the wild card. They trail Boston for the division. One of those two teams has to win. So even if the Yankees are winning, they're not making up ground on one of them. Then you've got Tampa playing Toronto. Tampa has the other wild card spot. Toronto's between them and Tampa. Any loss this weekend, the Yankees are losing ground on Tampa, Toronto, Oakland, or Boston. That's a bad spot to be in. They have to essentially sweep because even if they go two and one, you've lost one game on someone. So not good. Not good. Have to have a big weekend here. And then figure it out against Seattle and Houston on the road. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm tired of doing math. If this team goes 500, the Yankees have to go this. I'm tired. Just fucking win some games. Score more runs than the other team. (laughs) Stop allowing multiple runs in the first inning. Play with a lead. Stop managing your team out of games. Put the best lineup together. It's, It's just too much. The only good news is either the Yankees figure it out and turn it around and the this, this season is saved, the summer is saved, there'll be meaningful baseball, or they don't and Aaron Boone and his coaching staff are gone, which is, so that's a win-win. The thing that scares me the most, and after listening to Hal Steinbrenner talk on Thursday, as if he didn't just spew lies, is that I am very worried now that if the Yankees season is lost, that they still bring Boone back. Because to not even take a shot a single shot doesn't have to be you know something to to destroy him in the media but to at least take some subtle shot at a manager who's overseen this disastrous season 
that to me means that like they're thinking that even if this thing is lost they could bring him back again then i would i don't know what i would do i cannot if this if they don't make the playoffs and this guy's fucking managing the team next year how could anybody watch this team right now the yankees ownership is telling you they don't give a fuck about the results because they didn't go over the luxury tax threshold they didn't put the best possible roster together their manager is a joke and they're okay with the job he's done they don't give a shit that they're losing they don't care and if he were to ever come back after a lost season that would just really drive home the point and then no one should care about this team no one should but tal steinbrenner he He's just worried that the team's going to have to pay a little extra money because they had a good player. So now he's got a shitty team and he's got to deal with the consequences of everyone saying he's a loser and wishing his father was still here to to run the team. And don't forget, George Steinbrenner didn't want to leave the team to his kids. He was going to leave it to his son-in-law. But his son-in-law got divorced from Steinbrenner's daughter. And so then the two brothers took over the team. He didn't even want to leave it to his own kids. So what does that tell you? Either they were uninterested, which, well, then, uh, like, what? Or he didn't think they were capable of doing the job, which he was right. They're not. They're just worried about making sure they get enough free players. When Rugnet Odor and now Tim LaCastro and Ryan LaMare, make sure they keep bringing Brett Gardner back. They're not worried about winning. Sure, they'd like to win, but they don't have to win. It's not everything to them like it was to to George Steinbrenner. And yeah, he made some bad moves over the years, but he made every move in an effort to win. It wasn't like he made these moves thinking this is going to make us worse. He did everything he could to win. It didn't always work out. It worked out six times while he was owner, but it worked out seven times while he owned the team and was alive. I'd say that's pretty good. So Yankees, Mets this weekend, the Subway Series. I still love the Subway Series. I know people say it's gotten tiresome and what, was it? what the, shut the fuck up. The baseball season is monotonous. How many times do you want to play the Red Sox, Rays, Blue Jays, and Orioles? 19 each. You can get, you know, something to change it up. The The Subway Series is good. It's good for the Yankees. It's good for the Mets. It's good for the city. It's good for baseball. I don't get that when people say, oh, it's not what it once was in, in 1997 when Interleague started. What? I, I, the Subway Series is great. You don't think it's... Then don't watch. Like... <laughs> ugh. But Yankees-Mets this weekend... Uh, no Jacob DeGrom, thankfully, but maybe not thankfully because he would have given them another loss and it's made me realize even more I shouldn't be watching. But it, the part of me that thinks they can turn it around, it's good they're not seeing him because that would have been a loss. <laughs> him against this team, pff, that would have been a, a good laugh. So they don't see Jacob DeGrom. They have an off day Monday. Need to see the best lineup here three days. Nobody needs a day off. No one's needed days off, but they keep getting him anyway. But this is it. You thought the season was on the line Monday. Well, you just lost two out of three of the Angels. So the season is on the line. This next nine games, it's on the line. It might not even get to nine games if it's a bad weekend this weekend. That's how big this weekend is. 
So Yankees-Mets all weekend long begins on Friday night. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.